Hello, welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune, and joining me for the first time on this show, Mr. Robert Burrell. Thanks for having me. Robert, uh, I've met you uh, on the road doing stand-up. Uh, please tell people who you are, and if you got anything you want to plug right up front, let's let's do that. Let's get the plugs in. All right, yeah. No, uh, the stand-up comedy, my name, Robert Burrill, B-A-R-I-L. That's uh, what it is on Facebook, Twitter, at Robert Burrill2, the number two, no spaces, Instagram, at Instagrampa Comedy. I married a grandma, so I became an instant grandpa. So uh, <laughs> that's what any of my material that's not current event or topical-based uh, uh, based uh, jokes and stuff is usually about my uh, adventures being a sudden grandfather. So uh, if that sounds appealing, follow me on uh, all the things. Yeah. And I, you have a, uh, one of your latest album, I'm actually doing the show in that room uh, tonight, I think, right. Uh, where you recorded. Uh, if, if it is tonight, yes. The, the upstairs room at the Indianapolis helium is where I uh, yeah. recorded my most recent album, not the time available uh, wherever you get comedy albums and i have a few others as well sex and politics tmi 2020 i did with a good buddy of mine brian miller at acme we each did half the album all about stuff that uh is related to 2020 the pandemic the riots uh not very whimsical subject matter but uh <laughs> the the source of what i think are some pretty good jokes so if you're looking for more uh comedy to add to your queue i would recommend checking that out yeah I, I listened to your most recent one. Uh, it must have been a few months ago, so I'd recommend it. And uh, one of the, the story of how you and I met, I don't know that's a story story, but it's I've told the, the situation a bunch of times. Do you remember where we met? Oh, it was some casino, right? Like Seven Winds Casino or... I don't know. Uh... I couldn't tell you the name of it. Uh, I it's like at a certain point a casino is a casino to me, but it was like yeah. in Wisconsin, right? Yes, and it was dangerous driving conditions, and that's what makes me think I think it was called Seven Winds because I did some opening joke about how four of them almost took me off the road that night trying <laughs> to get there or something because it was horrible conditions. Uh, it, I yeah, it was one of those where like uh, I was in Chicago, so. You know, Chicago is, is pretty close to Milwaukee in that area. And it's like, OK, this will be a three hour drive. And then you end up doing a seven hour drive uh, and your whole body is tense from trying not to slide off the, the road. And then it's like the casino is in such an area where it's like the casino is the only thing around. So you're 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 getting close. But then also like you're praying that you don't slide off because nobody's coming to get you, you know? Nope. Yeah. Cause they have one plow guy. He goes to bed early and you're right. It's, it's not like it's in a city where you're just surround. It's, it's the middle of nowhere. You're praying to God that the casino just magically appears at the end of this long, uh, dark road. And then, and then after that you check in, then you get to the, I, I don't want to say showroom. Cause I was, I think it was just an area uh yeah where, where they kind of had the microphone and stuff set up and then i think they're what do you do you remember they're like eight maybe eight ten people and it it filled in towards the end but it was like nobody yeah. was there for stand-up it was like 
this is a waiting room for the bar, you yeah. know? And mm -hmm. I showed up and uh, it was one of those where the, the storm was so bad that they had already shut down all the buffets and all the live dealer tables were shut down. And I just, in my head, I'm like, I can't imagine a casino shut down something that has to do with gambling. I figured that's the last thing they would shut down. Yeah, it was just like us and slots, I think, were the only <laughs> things available uh, that night. So when, whenever they just lost all of their money, they came over to hear our shtick. And the, and the, the stage that we were on was like... Uh, a real band stage so it was too tall and then there was a dance floor 20 feet before the chairs were even uh, set up and you, you get you find those occasionally with stuff that that doesn't really do stand up so like it would have been a 20 foot gap but i i i remembered performing on the on the dance floor just like let me be as close as possible i don't remember if you you did on the dance floor as well uh, I, I think I did. That's actually in my rider as a performer. I like a stage that's uh, ridiculously up in the air. And then as, <laughs> as much distance between me and the audience as possible. And ideally at venues that uh, don't host or advertise comedy, because I really feel like that's when I shine the most. And yeah, I... fortunately, a lot of people have taken me up on that particular <laughs> rider. I've I've done a lot of those. I need I need to uh, not make a connection with any audience. Hence the <laughs> yep the the twenty foot uh, gap, and then also uh, I just need it to be guerrilla comedy where we're surprising people and then mm -hmm. shooing them away with the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, attacking people. That's the, <laughs> that's the way to go. Well, and uh, I, uh, if you're already listening to this, of course you are. If you uh, if you're hearing me, but you've already seen the episode title. Uh, I I I was like, hey man, do you want to do my podcast? And I'm thinking about let's talk about urban legends. And I chose you, Robert, for no specific reason. Uh, I just thought <laughs> I'm it honored. Would be, yeah, it would be fun to talk about uh, urban legends. And and correct me if I'm wrong. You don't have a PhD in urban legends, right? I, I do not know uh, uh, astrology. Uh, it's uh, that's a joke. I, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know anything about her except the movie because I think it was a pretty shitty like early two thousands movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, slasher with uh, Robert England was in it. He was not like featured prominently, but he was in it. Old Freddy Krueger was in there. Yeah, what if anything, you know that that's the the hallmark of a good movie is you get a horror movie legend, but you barely involve them. At all. <laughs> and then, yeah, just having me some weird other kids consult to figure out, you know, what 17th century fucking curse is, uh, you know, trying to opt them. Yeah. Well, and I, I as I told you before, we turned the mics on here. I, I found a list uh, from insider.com of the the top or most popular urban legend from every state. Now, I will Ooh. tell the, you, the listener. That we probably won't be able to get to all of them this episode. So maybe we will, maybe we won't. Uh, but your state is coming. Um, but before we we talk about the the uh, the state stuff, I pulled some some stuff about urban legends, and I will have you know that this is straight from Wikipedia because I refuse to do any more info any research than what is on Wikipedia. Make it easy on myself. Let's just assume all this is true, Robert. 
Yeah, I, I was impressed when you because you you messaged me and then you're like, I'll do the research. And I was like, fuck, how much research is he? <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking of like, you know, that scene in Ghostbusters where they lay out the map in the prison and like, well, Gozer was this 18th. So like, holy shit, this guy's. <laughs> well, it, and it's much easier people uh, for uh, for people to do your podcast when I'm like, I'll just do it. I don't I don't I'm not trying to give you a homework assignment on top of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, well, an, an urban legend is a genre of folklore uh, compromising stories circulated as true, or I, I meant com, uh, comprising. Woo! Can't read I today, which say, is great. I, I, I also wouldn't mind hearing compromising stories <laughs> from uh, every single state. Well, the governor was caught with two boys and a turtle. Like, oh, shit, that's not. <laughs> oh, okay. no. Were they his boys? This is. <laughs> I could see why it'd be compromising. And find out which state that one's from. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> that's our radio teaser coming up. Yeah. Uh, especially as having happened to quote a friend of a friend or a family member, often with horrifying or humus, uh, humorous elements. These legends can be uh, entertaining, but often concern uh, mysterious uh, peril or troubling events, such as disappearances and strange objects. They may also be a confirmation of moral standards or uh, reflections of prejudices or maybe uh, the way to make sense of social anxieties. Urban legends are most often circulated orally, but can also spread by any media, including newspapers, mobile news apps, email, social media, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so like one, one of the most recent ones, uh, Robert, that I don't even know this is on the list, to be honest, but like. When you think about email and social media, like Slender Man has been yep. like, and I, I know you're from Minnesota. Was that was that from Minnesota or Wisconsin? I don't remember. Uh, that was Wisconsin, although my grandma, wife, and I did live together for a year and some change in uh, Eau Claire. No, is it Eau Claire? Hudson. It was in Hudson, uh, Wisconsin. And that was, I believe, shortly there. I mean, I don't think that the incident happened at that time, but the Dateline episode, because we're grandparents, so we watch the true crime stuff, Dateline 48 Hours. Of that course. was when that episode came out. And yeah, I believe it was in Wisconsin where the girl, um, the two girls like stabbed a girl to please this fictional Slenderman character. Yeah. Um, which is, it's bizarre. Like that's within the last 10 years. Usually when you think of urban legends, it's like, Oh, there was a farmer with a pitchfork and it's everything was black and white, you know, like, but the, yeah. this is a fairly new one. And uh, you currently are you're, you live in Minneapolis, uh, but I don't know where you're originally from. But do you have any urban legends from your childhood? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, you have like the. Uh... Yeah, like the the perverted like teenage boy thing when you're in school where it's like uh oh this uh this one girl uh, she was a sophomore and whatever and she got gangbanged to death and you're like that's not true don't yeah. what are you talking about that's the most insane so aside from just like dumb horny teenage boy stuff i don't think there was any any urban legends but yeah uh, we live in maplewood now which is kind of a suburb of the twin cities uh, I think now the biggest urban legend is um, uh, the good cop. I think that's definitely <laughs> something I, I keep hearing about. I have yet to see, but uh, I would imagine at some point I'll stumble across one. But I feel like that's the big one right now here. 
Yeah, definitely. I was, yeah. The gather round, children. Let me tell you this <laughs> urban legend. Uh, yes, there was... he de escalated the situation and <laughs> sent everybody home alive. Ooh, we and hear tell he may return at some point. Straight BS. Nobody, nobody leaves that campfire believing it. A thing you say, Robert. <laughs> um, uh, there's one that's pretty close to the opening, so, but I'll, I'll, it's a, it's a one that I experienced in Indiana. Uh, but another one that when you were talking about high school, weird, horny high school stuff, like it was always like one, or you hear like somebody heard something at another school where it was like. Oh, she was so horny that she put a broom up there and then <laughs> fell off the dryer. And that's why we haven't seen her because she died, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The the broom tore in half after the whole dryer <laughs> falling. Being like, no, what? Come on. That's not. Have yeah. you seen her? Because they always yeah. come back with like, well, they're, you know, you can't disprove it because it's so fucking crazy and. You know, you're 14. What are you going to conduct the search yourself? So you're kind of like, well, I, I doubt it, though. Yeah. And it's it's that friend of a friend. It's like, well, I didn't, but my brother's friend did. and Or it's like, I heard it from a friend who type thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was giving a guy a hand job and ripped it right off. You're like, no, that's that'd be <laughs> that, in the paper at least, I think. Yeah. What kind of grip does this lady got first? <laughs> she a welder? I don't even That's. <laughs> She's a monkey at the zoo, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's let's start with our our states. The first one, it's just alphabetical order. Uh, Alabama, right. and this is a. I looked up ones. Uh, you know, me being from Indiana, because I was like, I was trying to think of one, and thankfully, what the, the stuff you said reminded me of one. But I looked up the Indiana ones, and there was like three or four of this style. Uh, and I'll read it uh, from Alabama. It's called Hell's Gate Bridge. Uh, generally accepted, the story of Hell's Gate Bridge starts in the 1950s. A young couple driving over the bridge somehow drove their car off the bridge one night and they both drowned. Um, so there are two legends associated with this. One that if you drive your car out to the middle of the bridge and turn off the lights, the couple will magically appear in your car and leave a wet spot on the seat. Now, I don't know if that's because they, they drove off the bridge or something else, if that other high school urban legend is coming into play here. Yeah, could be a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, the other is... Uh, uh, how the bridge got its name. It's believed that if you drive over the bridge and look over your shoulder halfway through the scenery, a scenery behind you turns into a portal from hell. <laughs> well, if it's existing anywhere, I feel like Alabama's as good a place <laughs> in the United States as, as any. I also yeah. wonder if this urban legend is used to discourage women from driving. Like, well, legend has it, she was driving, and that's why yeah. they went off the bridge. So, boys, make sure you're the ones doing the driving on dates. Yeah, for your, your and you know they didn't call them females, the, you know, well, they did call them females. So, you know, uh, females are crazy. When, you know, you, yeah. you can tell somebody <laughs> uh, really respects women when they call them females, you know. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> non-men. Those yeah. non-men. <laughs> Uh, and th this was a very Indiana one, uh, meaning like there was, there was like a couple like, oh, don't go on the bridge and turn your lights off. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and I in in fourth grade in October, our uh, the teacher we had his name is Mr. Gallimore, but everybody called him Mr. G. And when you were like leading up to fourth grade, he was such a fun teacher. But the thing in October is he would every Friday would tell you a ghost story. And one of the stories that he told us in fourth grade was was a bridge story. I don't remember the details, but it was one of those where you you stop on the bridge and turn your lights off and then the couple's there or whatever. So that that was uh, my loosely uh, tied Indiana story was and there's a, co- a bunch of covered bridges in Indiana. There's a whole uh, festival that my wife and I go to and we're always the youngest people there. Uh, <laughs> there's no shortage of bridges in Indiana. Sure, sure. So a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, driving off the bridge. Uh, I don't think there's bridges in Minnesota, but I've never, I haven't heard any crazy shit involving, uh, involving those. Yeah. And if it's not people drowning, it's a troll or something, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, actually in Minnesota, we had a bridge collapse uh, around 10 years ago. So that's, that's more of a fact than an urban legend, but I suppose maybe the idea that all our bridges are still safe might be uh might be one yeah well and i haven't even looked up west virginia but i maybe the mothman is going to be their story i'm not once if we get there uh mm-hmm. we'll see uh, let's jump to alaska the uh i like how you're teasing these states kind of like liz cheney teases the end of the january 6 hearings like well <laughs> We just got word that there might be a Mothman in the state of Virginia. Stick around. We'll like, see. Oh, yeah. All right. At the at the ten o'clock hour, we're gonna give away those Ario Speedwagon tickets <laughs> and Mothman. Also, it's also a little. I don't know. Like I I I feel like we should rename another state or do something to stop Alabama from always being the first one that's listed alphabetically. Right. I feel yeah. like. If you know, you, like stand up. Uh, you want to, you want to open with something good. I feel like it's never a good representation for the country to be like leading with Alabama. Yeah, if we just spelled California A C A L, double double A. <laughs> there we go. That's how you get in the phone book. First, is you got a lot of A's in your name. Yeah, yeah. Amco doesn't that have two A's or something? A- Amco Triple A yeah. and all yep. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna go uh, to uh, 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 California. <laughs> we're gonna go to Triple A, Alaska. All right. Uh, the Kushtaka of the Alaskan Triangle. Now, there's gonna be a lot of words in the in these that I don't know if I'm saying correctly. So sorry. Uh, everyone knows the story of the Bermuda Triangle, but you might not know the Alaskan Triangle. On average, five out of every one thousand people go missing in Alaska. According to the L.A. Times, uh, I, I thought that was a, that's a, a bit much, don't you think? What was that? Five out of every thousand? Yeah. I mean, I guess that checks out because don't I, uh, I don't know a lot of people that live in Alaska. I think maybe one of the urban legends about Alaska is, or rumors or whatever is like it's where people go to just like they got a record. They got to get the hell out of Dodge. And so they always go to Alaska. So I feel like maybe if it's. A state filled with people that don't want to be found if they do go missing, um, you know, it probably doesn't raise as many red flags as it uh, does in states where they care about people. Yeah, that's that could be like they went missing because of the the triangle there. Or it's like, I don't want to pay child support. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. They go to Alaska to avoid the child support, and then the triangle gets them. But because they already left where they were staying, it's like, well, he's out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the, the Tinglet tribe who live in Juneau have their own explanation for the high number of missing people, uh, and they accredit evil spirits called the Kushtaka. Uh, they're shapeshifters, half man, half otter. Oh. Uh, who lure women and children to the water with fake cries in order to steal their human spirits and drown them. But men don't fall for that shit. Just those women and children. Yeah. <laughs> those See, dumb women and children that can't resist the lure of the otter cry. They, they they park on the bridge and then they're somehow lured down to the water. By... <laughs> that doesn't sound appealing. What was that phrase? The cry of the... Uh, yeah, the, the cries uh, in order to steal their human spirits and drown them. <laughs> and it's a half man half otter so i can't like i just picture a guy very much how i watch uh my ipad in bed with just <laughs> just resting on the belly <laughs> i i wonder if the very first uh otter man tried to lure a man in but then got the shit kicked out of him and he's like all right just women and kids from now on this yeah. is oh i'm not working out fuck that i strictly <laughs> small women and children from now on well and somebody was probably a trapper like let's get him <laughs> that's a nice pelt <laughs> uh but it, that reminiscent to me of uh la llorona uh and i don't know where that officially took place but uh, you know that mexican uh urban legend of the lady who lost her kids and now now you tell your kids that if if you are out at night and you know La Yorona will get you and drown you in the water. Oh, okay, yeah, that kind of sounds familiar. I feel like I might have heard that at some point, or it was in a a movie or show or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely a movie. Uh, but it's it's probably just a it's one of those of like uh, if you're out late at night and not asleep, something will get you, and they just tie it like whatever the local thing is. So in in Lass's case, it's a man otter. <laughs> in gloria stefan's case it's the rhythm that's going to get you <laughs> uh yeah she's out there if you don't she's not in there. bed by 10 exactly if you if you say american idol three times in the mirror you summon her and then her rhythm gets you and you're dancing for hours <laughs> you never uh, hear like fun urban legends like that it's always like dying or you get killed or your kids disappear it's never you know you just you dance for a while or you, you know, you have an orgasm or something where just like this lady appears and, and then before you know it, you're like damp and tired and you're like, Oh, okay. That, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. It's like, guys, I couldn't study for the final. I was up all night dancing, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a small closed minded town. So they believe you They're like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's mm -hmm. the and rhythm that got him. That's how the town from Footloose became a, a thing, was no dancing. I mean, <laughs> that's not entirely different than some of the, the Salem witch trial stuff. I read a book on that. I, I visited uh, the grandma wife and I visited it a few years ago. She's from uh, Massachusetts. And that that was like how uh, the, the teenage girls that were allegedly uh, affected with this demon or whatever. I think that was like one of the ways it presented itself was they would like dance or they would just gyrate and undulate and stuff. And 
I mean, they might have just been horny or like, who knows what the actual reason was. But at the time, they attributed it to demons and and killed them. But yeah, one of the things I read about witches was that you get the the witch riding a broom. Um, and one of the things I read is they would rub like hallucinogens on the broomstick and then put that between their legs. And that's how they would take in the psilocybin or whatever they just rubbed on there. So that's how you get the, the image of a witch on a broom. Apparently. Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, and that, that could be uh, true, but it's a thing I read and I that stayed in my head of, oh, they're just rubbing <laughs> stuff on themselves to trick. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And drugs, you know, that's witch activity. So, Oh, absolutely. You had to clamp down on that. War on drugs since uh, <laughs> 1555 or 1620, whenever that happened. War on gyrating hips and making me feel things. <laughs> war on broom dildos <laughs> uh let's let's go to arizona uh, let's do it the story i hear it's great this time of year 150 it's, degrees it's a dry urban legend <laughs> uh the story of the slaughterhouse canyon also called uh the the less frightening luana's canyon takes place during the gold rush during the 1800s, there was a family who lived down in the canyon. They were very poor, so the father would venture into the canyon for food for his family. Well, as you might have guessed, Robert, one day the father <laughs> did not. <laughs> this guy goes out to fetch a goose or whatever he's doing. Sure, he got to feed the family. And he doesn't come back. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, so his family slowly starved and descended oh, into no. madness. Oh, no, I did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, the, mon- uh, the mother, unable to uh, uh, bear listening to her children's cries anymore, put on her wedding dress, you know, as you as you will, uh, sure. murdered her children and then oh. threw uh, them into a nearby river. And the next day she succumbed to starvation herself. Wow. And as with any urban legend, you can still hear the cries. <laughs> they sound uh, they sound just like a half man, half uh, otter. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's weird that she killed her kids and then just waited the whole other day. Like, I don't have kids, but I imagine if they died and I did it, I'd also want to die pretty quick as to not feel bad, right? Oh, I, w- I would think or, or you know, maybe maybe they got the order wrong and she she did kill the kids and she felt really bad, but she couldn't quite fit in the wedding dress. So she had to, <laughs> she had to give it a day. She had to purge a little bit, you know, try to cram back because that's what you're going to be found. And that's how you're going to be remembered. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, because if like, oh, man, look at that. That thin lady killed her kids. You don't want it to be like, ah, that lady thought she could fit in that. How dumb is she? Oh, and she <laughs> killed her kids. You know, you want the yeah. killing the kids to be the highlight of the story. So making sure you can fit in the dress uh, would, yeah. you know, be also be important, I would think. I have a murder in, uh, to go to. I got to fit in this dress. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the only that's the only way you can deal with your kids cries. I suppose because that was the only goose the the dad went off to. Yeah, it just left. So who who knows where this guy's been? That guy he... probably went to Alaska. My guess would be he's like <laughs> fuck this family. Now he's I... in the triangle. Yeah, with he's uh he's an otter man. <laughs> uh, 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 not mermaid. It's a uh, a mer otter. 
Uh, yeah, that also sounds that sounds like the dude the wife is having an affair with. No, he's he's just the otter man. <laughs> <laughs> he brings us the otters every week while you're out. Uh, let's jump to to Arkansas. The oh bog- boy, yeehaw! The Boggy Creek Monster. Now this is a whole movie that I I want to see, but it's not streaming anywhere. But it's the the Legend of Boggy Creek is the movie. Uh, the Boggy Creek Monster of Falk is uh, Arkansas's version of Sasquatch. He's commonly accepted to be around seven or eight feet tall, covered in hair. Legend says that he roams the creeks of rural Arkansas. He was first spotted in 1834 when people reported, quote, seeing a wild man. Um, <laughs> I feel like every state's got a Bigfoot, you know? Yep. Yeah. And- Arkansas uh, is just uh, boggier. Yeah, boggy. And and it, I imagine it's like a couple guys go out in the woods and then and one's like, oh, the 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 boggy creek monster got him. That's why he's he's limping, you know. Did, did it say how, how far back this one goes? Is this uh first one was 1834, first spotted. Oh, right right before the Civil War, this boggy guy. That's right. Yeah, it's you think I'm just trying like, to put in, I'm probably trying to put in context of like history because like with this stuff it's it's like almost paranormal but then if you try to find some real life area you know maybe he's maybe he was wild because he's like hey what if what if these black people didn't want weren't owned by us They're like ah look at that wild guy I, he's got some just shoo him into the swamp yeah to the to the swamp with ye <laughs> <laughs> It is weird because 1834, so the, the Civil War was 1861 to 1865. Yep. It's, it's, you can fathom that there's a dude in the swamp looking for Bigfoot while the Civil War is going on. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you going to join your brothers to, to fend off that northern war of aggression? He's like, <laughs> no. I, I mean, this war is going to be done in a handful of years. Bigfoot's still out there. Yeah, it's it's like if you know I wasn't of age to even be in the army, but if, during the Iraq War, it was like, did you fight in the war? I was like, no, I was playing Mario Kart. <laughs> I was looking for Slender Man. I was yeah. <laughs> in the woods of Wisconsin trying to kill that lanky bitch. I had I had bigger fish to fry than Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, getting that I twenty mean, five million dollar. Yeah, I was about reward. to we want to talk about urban legends. How about 9-11 while we're at it? Okay, <laughs> probably. Where's the evidence? It's not adding up. You can't you can't convince me. You know, s- steel beams and whatnot. <laughs> His shirt says steel beams. Steel beams. Uh the Cal- other Go sorry ahead. to interrupt. The other the other really big uh urban legend in Arkansas is the high school diploma. <laughs> That's also something that that's you know, a was lot spoken of, of but not rarely. Just, not just yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> I heard tell mm-hmm. of, a, of a piece of paper. The um, legend has it of a higher education. <laughs> what? Yeah. It, which? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to Ah, 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 California. There we go. With the uh, so-called Char Man, and I, I don't, I've never heard of this one. The Char Man's origin story is gruesome. Okay, great. Uh, a father and a son <laughs> were both caught in a house fire and horribly burnt in 1948. Uh, oh. 39 to 48, or uh, what was the Civil War? 39 to 45, or the 
not Civil War, World War II. Uh, after the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he killed his father. When the police found the son, he was so unrecognizably burnt, they didn't realize he was alive. So he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. Story goes that ever since then, the char man can be spotted wandering the woods surrounding uh, uh, Ohio, occasionally approaching tents of innocent campers pretending to be a hitchhiker and then attempting to attack them. So this is a uh, a Friday the 13th type origin story or more so the the movie The Burning. Sure. Sure. And he he's he's still attempting to attack them. So yeah, of course, 1948, he's supernatural somehow with being that burnt. I I do like the idea of like a terribly burned you know, 80, <laughs> 90 year old, <laughs> old person just attempting to attack you, but just lacking the strength or will. And so like even children just pushing him off, like, ah, get away. <laughs> and, and even just sitting in the tent being like, do you smell burning? <laughs> ah, damn it. Uh, the other big uh, urban legend out of California is the actress that can find work after turning 50. That's the yeah. other... Uh, hard to find, hard to find over there. You'd have to be uh, um, Meryl Streep. I Meryl think. Streep or the two ladies from Frank and uh, Grace or whatever that show oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jane Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, is still getting consistent work. But that's, you know, you think, oh, okay, well, then it's not a problem. But like you only, you name like the only six or seven that are able to. Yeah. What, what a dumb thing of like to for somebody to turn an age and they're like, Nope, can't have you. Yeah. Like, exa- yeah. Why would you <laughs> want somebody that's uh, gotten much, much better at their craft? No, no possible. No one wants to see an old woman on screen. Gross. Like just some like 1930s Hollywood executive spitting out the sandwich. He was chewing at just the thought of it. Like, <laughs> wah, wah, what? Uh, do we have a witch movie coming up? <laughs> we got the Wizard of Oz you could play. The uh, only uh, women we make movies about are queens, and they're killed when they're 23. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to Colorado, the many legends of the Riverdale ah. Road. Uh, Riverdale Road is the site of not one, but eight creepy stories. That's perfect. Uh, ranging from a quote Hellgate, which that might that might just be like a uh, you could jump from Colorado to Arkansas or no, I was Alabama, about to say a, it was. a portal to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from a Hellgate to ghost of slaves hanging from the trees. That's okay. That's not fun. Ooh, uh, no, the, that's uh, yep. The stretch of road is decidedly spooky. The creepy story though is that uh, a phantom jogger. Uh, just jogging in general. What a scary thought. Um, <laughs> one day there was a driver who hit a jogger, freaked out, and then left him for dead. Now it's said that if you park at the site of the crash, you'll hear uh, disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer to your car. People have reported handprints on their windows and banging noises as if somebody was kicking the outside. Interesting. And this is like a, one of those like uh, urban legends where you learn morality or whatever. The movie uh, Creep Show Two has a story that's similar of like this lady hits a, a guy and then she's trying to get home, and throughout the whole way getting home, he keeps uh, popping up 
after being hit. And he's like, hey, lady, can I get a ride? <laughs> can you just help me get to the hospital? Yeah, yeah. So that is one of those where it's like, oh, you could see a real life example or as in real life, as in, in a movie of, uh, you know, hitting somebody. And then now they're just haunting the stretcher road. Except now they got hit because they were texting or making a TikTok video. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing the latest dance craze while operating a motor vehicle and yep. then uh, running somebody over. What what uh, excuse did the, the original person have, like messing with the radio? That's like a, such an old school way to hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just sketching a, a picture. Like what's the most like doing something artistic and creative while driving? Not even practical. Uh, <laughs> painting their toenails. Uh, <laughs> Reading a whole newspaper. Just yeah. shield covered, but. Holding holding a video recorder with both hands facing them recording uh, <laughs> a tape that they're going to be posting. Be sure to like and subscribe. Oh, no. What happened? Uh-oh. Well, hopefully <laughs> I might have just lost a follower if he was uh, he looks familiar. Uh, the, another one. Or, that... or gained a follower, you know, because he's okay. trying to, you know, track her down and, and kill her because of what yeah. or him because of what True. they did. Yeah, truly, this is a, uh, a a a. There's followers on the internet, and now there's one attached to your soul. That's that's <laughs> the tagline for that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the follower you don't want. <laughs> um, th there was a, a another one in Indiana that I guess is an urban legend, but there's a house in Indiana called the Hannah House, and I would pass it on the way to school every morning. But it's uh, this is, uh, and eventually I got to do a ghost hunt at this place later in college oh cool. this this house it's again called the hannah house if, if somebody wants to google it out there but it, this is a a straight up just mansion like we were in the attic during the ghost hunt and i was looking around i'm like this attic is bigger than the apartment that i currently live in <laughs> type thing <laughs> and apparently it was like there you know several deaths throughout the house but the big one was like it was a stop on the underground railroad and they were trying to hide the slaves, and then somebody kicked over a lantern, and a bunch of them, uh, I think, burnt in the attic or the basement. I don't remember what it was. But that's like a, a one where it's like not fun because it involves slavery and stuff. Death is whatever, but slaves, thats you're like, oh, this is not, not even fun. I can't even enjoy this, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's definitely – it makes it more real and sad than – yeah, you know, imaginary people dying. You're like, well, okay, maybe they existed, maybe they didn't, but whatever. But then, whether or not they were real, you you bring slavery into it and hanging and stuff, and that's that's and definitely like, it. Too real, <laughs> too real, absolutely. <laughs> that's not. I want to move past it. We have something similar uh, in the Twin Cities, but it's called the Mana House, and that's where guys just play Dungeons and Dragons, and it's not <laughs> nearly as uh, as interesting. Well, we're going to go from uh, Hannah to Mana to Hannah Crana uh, in <laughs> Connecticut. Okay. That I was think, very impressive. I, yeah, well, you said it and you set me up for it. But in Connecticut, I think it's Hannah Crana, uh, C R A N N A, uh, known as the quote, Wicked Witch of Monroe. So more mm. witch stuff. Hannah Crana gained a, a reputation as a witch in the 19th century when her husband died by mysteriously falling off a cliff and locals <laughs> he Sorry. wasn't drunk she was a witch 
you know exactly exactly yeah he didn't trip over a rock she this bitch has powers <laughs> and, and apparently uh, the locals believe she cast a spell on him and would cast spells on people she didn't like uh hannah lived to the age of 77 but right before she died she asked to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin uh by foot not wagon after her death, the people of Monroe tried to wheel her coffin down the hill, but were unable. The coffin kept falling off, so they were uh, forced to carry it. When the townspeople returned to her home, it was found to be engulfed in flames, sealing Hannah's reputation of witchcraft. Uh, now you can visit uh, the real grave. So apparently she wanted to be carried down, uh, but they were like, let's, let's move her on a horse and buggy. And for some reason, she kept falling off, which is... <laughs> Would be a scene in a comedy movie. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Sorry, did you say when this took place? Um, was the nineteenth century, and she was seventy-seven when she died. Okay, so like, just imagine the frustration of being this woman, and your your alcoholic husband just biffs it off a cliff, and <laughs> instead of everyone just being sorry for you. That you know the breadwinner of the family has has died, and we should be helping you. Uh, who knows whether or not she has kids? But now it's like, no, no, you cursed him. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> just attributing magical powers. No, you. She probably didn't get to marry again because what guy's going to marry the witch that killed her last husband, right? Yeah, and and also like if if after her husband dies, if then if her life is shittier than it was before her husband was was alive, like yeah. what, what kind of witch are you? If, <laughs> if things are worse than after when the dude died, like if you can enchant people, make some stuff happen for yourself. But, Absolutely. Uh, Maybe she was just sick of uh, all this talking and just uh, was decided she'd live life happier with the broom. Well, that's true. And also back in the day, like, I don't know how common divorces were, but uh, you could find a cliff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a magical power. She just shoved him over the edge. Like, that's not that's not anything paranormal. That's just a, a nudge when the guy's not balanced well. Yeah. Uh, which stuff is always interesting to me because it's like. It's a thing of uh, we, we you're accused of being a witch, and if you say you are a witch, then you are a witch. But if you say no, that's exactly what a witch would say is no. Well, so, it, sorry to, to take it into like too real territory, but it's also kind of the same thing that happened with like you know Abu Ghraib and the terrorists for like the Iraq War and stuff. Like I'm not a terrorist. Well, that's what a terrorist would say. Yeah. Okay, I'm a terrorist. You see, he admitted it. Yeah, it's you can't win after getting buckets of water dumped on your face. Yeah, yeah, thing. after being waterboarded, and then you don't give it up. Well, he's just really good. And then if he does say something, you're like, well, see, the waterboarding worked. Yeah, at a certain point, I think they'll tell you whatever you want to hear to stop the Pantera. That was that was actually a pretty good urban legend was uh, the Zero Dark Thirty story, because that movie came out and everybody thought, oh, that's how they, they caught him was – some people use torture and there was this like intrepid agent in the whatever Department of Defense, CIA, FBI, whatever. And it was like, nope, there was actually just the dude that brought the mail to uh, bin Laden's compound. They offered him a shit ton of money and he was like, yeah, he's in there. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it's not doesn't make for a great movie, but it turns out just offering someone that knows a shit ton of money to betray somebody, they'll do it. Uh, and I didn't know that story, Robert. I just uh, saw Zero Dark Thirty and I was like, what a great movie. I choose <laughs> to believe this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the danger of it because it kind of propagates that myth of like, oh, you got to be tough. You got to torture. You got it. It's like, no, you just... I mean, I think Seymour Hirsch was the one that broke the story, and it came out maybe two or three years after the movie, and it was news for a day, but because it's something that no one wants to dwell on, the fact that we were lied to the story's bullshit, the justifications for all the horrible stuff, uh, you know, was just a smokescreen and, and everything. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people forgot about it right away, but that's... It's it's something that's always stuck with me. Now I've just derailed the whole podcast. Just I've turned this into a whole different podcast. So I'll stop in about two seconds. Well, but. we've already talked about a woman uh, drowning her children. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. The, <laughs> yeah, it has veered into particularly dark stuff. But yeah, just terrorist witches, kind of the same thing. <laughs> and yeah, it's like one of those where you find you find out that uh, you know what the truth was. It's not actually the truth. It's the ending of the Dark Knight. Apparently, is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This you're not the hero that we want, but you're the hero that we need, you know. Yeah, uh, or it's more like the two face thing where you start out trying to do good and then when faced with evil, you just kind of become evil yourself and and then waterboyed. Waterboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Delaware, the ghost of Mr. Chu. That C H E W. So that this could be fun or not. Well, when uh, I hear ghosts from Delaware, I assume you're talking about Biden, but go on. That's true. <laughs> Let me tell you something, <laughs> Corn Pop. Uh, <laughs> Saying that, I also hope he survives COVID. Uh, that's just a joke. Yeah. Um, but you can, yeah. I do love that anybody that does a, an impression of Biden always has to throw in Corn Pop or something. I mean, I love the folksiness is so great. I used to do a joke in my act about it, too, where he would just do some old timey thing. Like he has people with him and then he'd be like, yeah, oh, you know, and as my pappy used to say, he's four pounds of hair, but the gravy ain't there. And everyone's like, what the fuck? What is he? What is he saying? How does that relate to the story at all? It just, you know, that's a, it's like when your grandma says stuff like that and you're like, all right, let, just <laughs> let, let grandma be grandma. Yeah. But now it's like, well, let grandma run the free world. Yeah. Uh, while not particularly mean, uh, uh, not a mean-spirited ghost, Samuel Chu's story is still disconcerting. Chu was the chief justice of the Delaware Supreme Court in 1741. Oh, as fascinating. A, yeah, as the story goes, while he was alive, he didn't get uh, the respect he deserved. He didn't get no respect. A <laughs> very Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield type existence. Yeah. Hey, I don't... You, you, <laughs> You, you didn't rise when I walked court. in. <laughs> uh, people frequently made fun of his name by mimicking sneezes while he walked by. So oh, I chew. <laughs> this guy's a Supreme Court justice. And people are like asshole kids at high school. Like, chew. Yeah. Like, like, at a certain point, how is that still funny? Like, I mean... I, I think it's funny just because that that you're still doing it, that this guy can escape it despite yeah. like studying, going to school, getting older. And it's it's probably like the Simpsons rake bit with Sideshow Bob on that episode where they have him stepping on like 80 rakes. 
yeah for two minutes it's really funny (laughs) yep and then in the middle it's kind of like okay this is sort of played out but (laughs) then it keeps going and becomes the funniest thing ever that's how i see the sneeze bit going for chew and that that particular dvd with that episode on it if you let all the episodes play like i would i would hit play and then fall asleep but then you wake up and it's that it's him stepping on the rake and then going like (laughs) so it's like if you just uh, are in and out of sleep all you hear is side sideshow bob stepping on a bunch of rakes (laughs) over and you're like please make it stop Uh, after his death, people reported seeing his ghost sitting under poplar tree, wa- uh, wandering the courthouse, and generally creeping out the residents of Dover. Chu would also pull on men's coattails and give women a cold, uh, icy feeling. So, get, do you think you could summon this dude if you just like are in the courthouse uh, chewing everywhere? I mean, I I like that he's respectable enough to not truly fuck with people. Yeah. You know, like just like tugging on a coattail. What what is that? What is that even? Just, Are you sure that's not just like the ghost of a child that uh, died mysteriously? Like, <laughs> how do we know that that's that that's true? And then like creeping women out with an ice. I feel like that's just creepy dudes who were like, no, that's not me staring at you. That's that's Chewy. Remember, yeah. you haven't heard the <laughs> legend of Chewy. He's making you feel uncomfortable. Not me as I drill while watching you. Eat that ice cream. That's not me. <laughs> Chewy. That's Chewy. He's the one that slides into your DMs, not me. <laughs> I mean, it it does have my picture and name attached to the message, <laughs> but that's just how crafty Chewy is. He was on the Supreme Court, you know. <laughs> he slides in and uh, after 17 messages of telling you how beautiful you are, uh, and then, <laughs> then he snaps and calls you a fat bitch that nobody would want to date in the first place. Look, did did he open with uh, seven messages of hey over six years you didn't respond to? Because that's classic Chewy. Show me your bobs. <laughs> I I gotta love the guy that's like, oh, you're so you're so beautiful. And then eventually when he gets the hint, he's like, you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the lady that you're trying to have sex with, cool man. Uh, yeah. Let's go to <laughs> everybody's favorite state, Florida. Ooh. With the gravity-defying spook hill. That sounds fun. Is it good to go to the sure. spook hill? Uh, the phenomenon that happens at spook hill is real. Cars that are parked in neutral will appear to roll uphill. Legends <laughs> say the hill is either the site of uh, Native American burial grounds or the epic battle of the Native American chief against a crocodile. Um, sure. The, the truth is actually just an illusion created by the hill's surroundings. While cars appear to be rolling uphill, they are still just uh, rolling downhill. So that's, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a, a, you go there once and you're like, oh yeah, we got it. I mean, I do. First off, as soon as you said Florida, I'm like a crocodile is going to be appearing in this in some form or another. There's yeah. no way that there isn't a crocodile involved. But then I also love how the like Florida is just so insecure with how fucking crazy their people are. Right. They shoot at hurricanes. They defend themselves. And I love beer T-shirts in court. They, <laughs> you know, cut their own umbilical cords with, you know, uh, the hedge trimmers and stuff 
that that even even in their own urban legend they're like it's not real though it's just it's no one we hallucinate you know we drink boone's farm for 15 hours without <laughs> eating anything it looks like this but it's not it's not really this. Not the whole state isn't garbage people. <laughs> and it's also not even us. It was Native Americans. It's not us, guys. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at this point, like there's a reason that Florida man is a thing. It's mm-hmm. you know so many Florida stories. It's like how how is that they're not like a swamp, like a legend of woolly swamp type song, character type guy that like you can hear him moaning from the fireworks he died from or something you know yeah florida florida is the only state where the real stories are weirder than the urban legends yeah like the, the urban legend there is like cars roll uphill and then the real story is like a guy did meth and had sex with two school buses you're like oh <laughs> shit that's dang all that's- right and you can still hear the pitter patter, <laughs> the, the cries of the school buses. <laughs> it's like those brakes, those air brakes. You could just yep. hear. Mm-hmm. Legend um, has it: if you say his name three times, he tries to have sex with your car. <laughs> if you stop at railroad tracks where they would <laughs> have to wait to check for the train. <laughs> Uh, we're going to Georgia, the ghost uh, town of, I guess, is it Lake Lanier? I've heard of Lake Lanier. I'm hoping that this is saying this correctly. At the bottom of Lake Lanier lies almost a fully intact town. Ferries, a racetrack, and multiple cemeteries. The Ge- Georgia government, uh, in its determination to create Le- Lake Lanier, bought up entire towns in order to clear the space for the lake after they received congressional approval in 1946. However, they they just decided to let the water cover up the towns rather than demolishing them. Now, Lake Lanier has decidedly eerie uh, eerie feel to it. There have been an unusual number of freak accidents and deaths on the lake. In 2011, there were 17 deaths alone. Uh, Many of the people who drowned have been recovered. People have reported feeling arms and legs in the water but have not been able to find them afterwards, leading to people to believe that it's uh spirit still roamed the lake. But this didn't happen that long ago, right? This was like the 1940s. This was a uh, 1946. So yeah, 1946, the state of Georgia let this town get flooded. Did I hear that correctly? Or what? They, they got the land to like make a, a lake apparently. And they, rather than like, they just flooded it, apparently. It kind of sounds like the the plot to the Simpsons movie, that first one, where they just put the dome over it, and they're like, well, goodbye, town. Yeah. Except that's what they did with water <laughs> here. We're like, well, we could help everybody leave to get to dry land, but we're just going to drown the lot of you. Well, and it's, it sounds very much like the movie Poltergeist, where they built on uh, Indian burial grounds, but they, they moved the headstones, but not the bodies. Gotcha. Where gotcha. it's and I don't know if that was the case for this particular thing, but it was like, oh yeah, we're there. There's just a cemetery down here, and we're we're just gonna water ski and drink tall boys on top. of <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do like this legend. I just think it has to go back further than like the Truman administration. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah, your, your grandpa's like, yeah, I remember that. I, I, <laughs> I blew up the dam. <laughs> yeah. You can hear the 
the cries of the children right before the water filled their lungs. But then the governor gave everybody amnesty for that mass murder. <laughs> we just we just kind of moved on and put it behind us. We uh, we went tubing is what we did. I like I like it the the initial description. You it was like racetrack something else and then just a ton of cemeteries uh and yeah uh and intact towns so more than one town yeah fairies uh a racetrack and multiple cemeteries (laughs) quite the town sounds like it was quite the town before they got rid of it hey you want to go to the cemetery or visit the cemetery and then we could hit up the cemetery (laughs) which one do you want to go hang out in today (laughs) Well, the hipsters um, go to that cemetery, and they're really judgy. So I prefer the music at that other cemetery where <laughs> everyone's a little bit older and less judgy. When I was a kid, we did play uh, hide-and-seek in a cemetery at night. Like, that happened a couple times. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, in hindsight, I don't know that I, you know, I would have done that. But recently, I just, I was in Pennsylvania. And I was in Evan City, uh, Pennsylvania, where they filmed uh, Night of the Living Dead. So I, mm. I went out of my way to see that cemetery uh, and got got pictures of this thing in the movie. But it was also like I could have just pulled up other people's cemetery pictures. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, uh, Robert, there's not a lot of not a lot going on in this small town cemetery. It's, it's a crazy <laughs> thing to say, but. Also, I think in, in like 2011 in this lake scenario, 17 people died, but it's a lake culture. Is that is that like people drown? And I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but I'm like people drown. And if you're drinking on the lake, is that so much of a, a, a stretch that 17 people died there? Yeah, over the course of however many years. Or that just in 2011. Oh, just, well, still, yeah. I mean, that's just irresponsible lake drinking. I agree. I think that's definitely. I mean, if I had to choose between the two of uh, negligent, uh, like irresponsible alcohol consumption or this lost, haunted underwater city uh, pulling more victims down, I go with the alcohol. I, I I'll go with getting pulled down. Let me uh, let me become part <laughs> of the legend. I think maybe that's why the drinks are called White Claws is because uh, all the underwater demons try to drag you down when you drink 80 of them uh, on your boat. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, they're like, I felt something. Uh, <laughs> I think we've all felt something in a lake. If you've ever now now I don't I don't swim in a lake just because I don't I, I'm not a strong swimmer anyway, but it's also like anything touches your feet and that's a thing that's going to get you, you know? And how bad would you feel if that was the case? I mean, you're underwater. No one can hear you scream. And it turns out there is like some aquatic demonic merman or whatever just pulling you down. Uh, God. Uh, oh, look, b- before I forget, you mentioned like the taking pictures in the center. Have you heard? And I don't know if this counts as an urban legend or not, but it's, it's probably easy to see. But I've heard uh, a few stories about the the movie is it three three men and a baby where oh. if you if you pause at a certain scene you can like see a ghost or see something like on the film yeah that's uh i didn't learn about this until college and if you just google three men and a baby ghost uh if you yeah. pause it there's like a uh 
I think they said it turned out to be a cardboard cutout that somebody had put right there. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, if, see, I, I'm just as guilty of hearing something and spreading it. Like that's an example of. I'd have to you know, like I'm, do my research on and see what that's attributed to. But like the first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh, what the fuck was that?" You know? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. How yeah, did I, Steve Gutenberg not see that? <laughs> That that's who got him. His was the ghost in the, behind. Because you, if you just Google that, you can see it in the back, mm-hmm. and it's just like nowadays. This that would be a thing in a regular horror movie, but this is three men and a baby, so it makes it even <laughs> scarier. You know, it is. It's a lot scarier uh, with that kind of movie. Uh, we're, let's go to Hawaii with the Night Marchers. Night Marchers, according to Hawaiian lore, are not evil spirits, but they do demand respect. So we have a couple, <laughs> couple spirits. <laughs> hey, uh, we get no respect. <laughs> they are spirits of ancient Hawaiian warriors who march around the islands to protect the sacred areas. Legend says that if you look directly at a night marcher, you will be marked for death. And if by some chance you will find yourself in the middle of a procession, you're supposed to lie down in the middle of a road. I don't get the last part, but uh won't they won't the night marchers just step on you? You get you get marched on. Yeah, uh, that doesn't or is that is that your way of showing respect to them? Is like, okay, you can walk all over me? Because that's yeah, there yeah, you you're go. not supposed to let people walk all over you. You need some self-respect too. I feel like if anyone would understand that, it'd be the marchers. Now I'm in in the chat right here on on Zoom, Robert. I'm going to send you send this night marcher thing because this is something I just learned about. Was the night marchers Kabu? Uh, I got I got the the written part. I don't know if I got the picture. Oh, can you, okay. Can you scroll down yep. to that that photo of the lady running. Yeah, the lady. The yeah. But then oh, did I, you see, see over picture. her over her shoulder? Yep. That was, I, I, uh, I heard on another podcast, and I couldn't tell you what it was, but it's hosted by Rain Wilson, uh, the the dude from The Office in character. Oh, Dwight. Yeah, yeah. Dwight oh, in character. Yeah, he's he does like a a weird like spiritual type guy that will uh, like uh, it's 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 a paranormal type show, a scary story show. So if uh, for the listener, if you just search like uh, night marcher uh, photo. I think it'll come up, but like this is do you see the you see the guy over her shoulder, right? In the second one. I'm going up to yeah. the top one and like scrolling in and I don't uh I don't see him in the top one at all. Yeah, and I don't, you know, this could be faked or whatever, but when I first saw this photo, I was like, uh I was I was unsettled by this. Mm-hmm. Just a, like because this lady's running on a it was the stories. I'll have to figure out what the, the podcast is called the for the full story. But she's like looking back at the photos later and she's like, who's that guy? And it almost looks like a woman, though. You think it's a guy? Well, it, the 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 lady running is is a woman. But I, I think it's a well, either way, it's a what they would say is a night marcher. OK, I was going to say it looks a little bit like Natalie Portman, like Natalie Portman and a Ninja <laughs> Turtle. Uh, a little bit looks like she's wearing some sort of purple dress type thing and some ratty black pants i suppose yeah like uh when i when i listened to the story and i saw it because they they posted on their instagram 
uh i was i was just, it's called radio rental by the way is that podcast oh okay but and uh, is, is it a serious one i mean if rain wilson is doing a character is it just kind of sticky or is it like actual stuff that he talks about but in a character he kind of like it's a, he kind of hosts the story so he'll like he runs like a a video i think it's a video rental place or whatever and he'll mm-hmm. do like little s- s- uh, sketches in between the real stories of somebody uh, zoomed in or whatever and told their story. Gotcha. So it's, it's like funny, but then also there's this story where I was uh, unsettled by that. Just looking at that picture. Gotcha. Oh yeah. It's a very disturbing picture. Yeah. The night marchers from Hawaii, uh, Idaho, the water babies of massacre rocks. This has a, a good ending. Doesn't it, Robert? <laughs> it's yeah. It sounds like Idaho should be a lot more pro-choice than I think they are. Do you think who's who's like, hey, you guys want to ride out to massacre rocks? <laughs> That's like anywhere where it's like, oh, it's it's like Devil's Canyon, Devil's Backbone, a Devil's Curve. I'm like, no, I don't want to go anywhere with the word devil in it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah, got to Water- be good. Water baby sounds like something that would like be forming in your shower if there was a clog that had been kind of building up <laughs> over a month. And then like you go in one day and it's like, I'm your water baby. Like, oh, God, how did you you were gestating in that son? I got to kill my water baby. Honey, we got water babies. You know, and you're like, we got to kill that water baby. But your phone heard it and lets your Republican governor know. And then before you know what you're arrested because <laughs> you tried to abort your water baby. Yeah, you got to carry it to turn. You got to just leave it in the drain. <laughs> also, water baby sounds like a slang that, like a a uh, a racial slang term. You know, like these goddamn water babies coming over here, <laughs> taking jobs from our babies. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the water babies uh, are a Native American legend that are found in a couple of different places in America, but most famously in the uh, pot, pot, uh, Pactello at the Massacre uh, Rocks State Park. Uh, the God damn it, there's so many words in here, Robert. The Shoshone <laughs> uh, tribe was first uh, recorded in 1805 and were roaming the Great Plains as the early as the 1500s. So it's not clear what exactly this legend when it, it originated, but the story goes that the Shoshone experienced an extreme uh, famine and mothers were forced to drown their babies in a river rather than uh, watch their children starve. So that sounds a lot like the Arizona one. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, I would think just stop having babies. You know, if I I consider myself a very pro-choice person, but if you're having so many babies that they starve and then you have to drown them, I'd consider some form of contraception. You could eat the babies. You could, well, yeah, have, have feed the rest of the babies with the one baby. You know, you take the plumpest one or whatever. I mean, what a I, fucked up <laughs> thought. <laughs> I, and I'm not saying that was a fucked up thing on your part, but it was just like, let's feed the babies to the babies. Well, well, and I, I have, I have some improv training, so I just, I yes and it. So when you yes. come, if when you come out with feed the baby to the babies, I gotta go. All right, let's divvy up that baby. How are you preparing <laughs> the baby? You know, it's like Ron Burgundy. It's like you say something terrible, and then he just adds on to it. 
yeah. uh, reading from the <laughs> teleprompter. And you're like, no, don't improv with this. This is not a great scene. Feed uh, the baby to the babies? <laughs> uh, today, some people claim that if you sit quietly at the river by the massacre rocks, you'll hear the sound of babies crying. Other stories say that these babies grew gills and fins and survived. And now they seek revenge in their mother's on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims to their deaths in the river. I so choose to believe that one. I like that one. Uh, I like that one a lot more. Ah, oh, man, just a water that when you like put it in perspective, Oh, this is, this is what a water baby is, is they, they cry, they lure you out here and now you're in the water and you've suffered uh, that fate. What's uh Yeah. I mean, it could just be the sound of other crying babies in the area. I don't know if it's necessarily the the water babies from centuries before when they, you know, like someone's just traveling and then you, you're just like, oh, yeah. like, ah, it's those fucking water babies. Like, <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure it's just that lady with her baby uh, on that trail. No. Yeah. Yeah. This is somebody's excuse to not go check on a crying baby. They're like, ah, that's that urban legend over there. This, you know, if. If there's a common theme to all of these stories, it was a tough. It was tough going for babies uh, throughout throughout history. Yeah, and and just families starving to death. Oof. Yeah, no food, no food, and a lot of uh, a lot of babies dying everywhere. Uh, how did how did anyone how did anyone live? How did anyone survive? Yeah, you just had you had ten babies and hoped for the best. Apparently, yeah, you got to play the numbers. You got to play the numbers. Uh, Illinois. Uh, and this one is just called Homie the Clown. Uh, <laughs> All right. Throughout the suburbs of Chicago in the 90s, there was a rumor going around elementary schools. Uh, there was a creepy man dressed as Homie the Clown. Yes, from In Living Color. Uh, driving around in a white van trying to lure kids into it with candy and money. And some variations, he was a kidnapper, and others, he was a, a rapist. Okay, that's great. Oh, wow, that escalated. Uh, but in all variations, Homie left a mark on young ch Chicago kids in the 90s. Why Why did he choose to go with Homie the Clown and not Bozo? Probably because Bozo was too old a reference for the kids. I okay. think Bozo, Bozo would have been freaking kids out in maybe the seventies. I guess I'm not completely up to date on my, my clown stuff, but yeah, your clown lore. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I Just the thought of like, I don't know if you're scared of clowns. I am not. My wife uh, does not like clowns. So you could like just to dress up as a clown. You're not really helping your numbers with dressing up as it's like if you dressed up as the grim reaper, and yeah. was like, come on, get in the van. What what kid finds that appealing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the goth kids who are like, I knew you'd come for me. And they mm -hmm. just march right on in. But like, yeah, I remember hearing something about that. There was maybe it was the 90s. When were you in school? Uh, I finished uh, grade school in 2004. Yeah, me too. Me too. So like middle school. I guess that was probably the two, early 2000s. So maybe with maybe a check, because I do remember, but I also feel like there was a resurgence not too long ago with it and stuff where you would see reports of like clowns or people would be posting pictures of creepy looking dudes dressed. As, and it was probably just on Halloween and like, oh, this happened on Thursday. But, but yeah, that was definitely, definitely circulating and stuff. 
it wasn't like a Halloween. It was definitely like just it was a for a while the trend of a creepy clown just on the street corner. Um, yeah, because I, I I work for the this radio show called Bob and Tom, and every day you get about fifteen news stories that you cycle through, and for mm-hmm. like a good solid six months you'd get like a clown story a month of, and then like one would get popular. And then I'm sure it's like, Oh, they got national attention. Let me be the, this creepy clown in whatever town. And, and like, I'm not scared of clowns, but if I see one on the street corner at 3 AM, I know better than to go up and say hello, you know? Oh, I can't imagine there's anything scarier than a person in full clown get up at night out and about. Cause like, the uh, the balls to do that to like fully commit to that you don't know what that guy's capable of but he also wants attention oh yeah for sure he's it's it's every every uh cosplayer at a thing wants attention and that's totally cool yeah. but then also like have you ever been out to like a bar and somebody just has a snake <laughs> Once or twice in northern Minnesota, yeah, yeah, where, where it's I'm like, from. yeah, that mm-hmm. guy def there's that guy definitely wants attention because why would you bring your snake to the bar? You know, like yeah, and it's it's also like it's clearly the first step to a plan. Like I can't imagine somebody's like, okay, I got to get the face paint, I got to get this, I got to get this, <laughs> I got to get this fitted, and then and then I just walk around. Like no, you're dressing up like a clown, but then you're doing something. So when you see the guy out and about, you're like, okay, well, this, there's more to this. This is just how it starts. Like now I know what my role in the story is. I'm the one that reports him. But <laughs> some, some, someone is getting stabbed later. Uh, I, I did find this. It's a, uh, this article is from 2006 and it's an actual newspaper clipping. It says, Urban Legends, Who Saw Homie the Clown? How rumors uh, of a man in a at a van struck terror into the hearts of school tri- children all over Chicago. So, like that, this was you know fairly in the last 20, 30 years, and they're actual like newspaper clippings from this. Oh, interesting! From if Homie any- the Clown, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think kids have always they are are very credulous by nature, and. I think maybe the reason it, I feel like TikTok has kind of replaced urban legends now, where now it's just like TikTok challenges, and some of them are like pretty harmful. Right? Yeah, well, so now you know, it's, it, it's the milk crate challenge, or this is how you get more Slenderman type stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just, exactly. you know, QAnon. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> or you storm the fucking Capitol. Yeah. That's, yeah, although that, you storm the Capitol to please not so slender man. That's who you storm yeah, the Capitol for. There we go. Has it has it been slender since the eighties, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, Robert, we're not even halfway through all these, but we're over an hour, so I think we should call it a day on this for now. What do you think? I mean, as as hard as it is to to part ways, I mean, definitely have me back. I would love to do a second or third one, however long it takes to to go through these, but yeah, man, count me in. This has been great. Yeah. My next, my next one was, uh, uh, my home state of Indiana, but maybe if there's a part two, uh, let's start with Indiana and I know we'll, we'll reach a a Minnesota in that one as well. Sounds great. Cool. Uh, tell people once again, where they can find your stuff. 
so my last name is spelled B-A-R-I-L, Robert Burrill on Facebook, at Robert Burrill 2, the number 2 on Twitter, at Instagrampa Comedy on Instagram. I also am a co-host with a buddy of mine, Steve Gillespie, for the Comedy Mainline podcast, and I uh, host a topical current event podcast called Robert Burrill Live, where I talk to comics and politicians, activists and stuff about uh, the news of the day. So uh, please check those out. Uh, Robert, thanks for being on and I hope to see you on part two. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I can't wait.